You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. On today's show, Tennessee's best recruit from this year's recruiting class has officially been released from his commitment, and he is heading to Auburn. We'll discuss the latest on that. It was a monster weekend of SEC hoops as the season is winding down. Teams competing for those last NCAA tournament bids will recap the weekend that was in SEC hoops. And lastly, we'll recap the opening weekend of SEC baseball. Some very highly ranked teams Came away with some big wins and some losses as well. I'm Chris Gordy. Be sure to subscribe and follow Locked on SEC for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, before we get into hoops action, before we get into baseball action, got to start with some of the news on the football front. So let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. Well, a day after the Volunteers unconditionally released their four-star edge rusher Dylan Brooks from his national letter of intent, he announced his commitment to Auburn. The six-foot-five, two hundred fifty-pound uh, linebacker is rated as the nation's number seventy-sixth overall prospect, the number four player in the state for the twenty twenty-one class. His decision to commit to Auburn came swiftly and brought to an end a lengthy saga. For a kid who signed with Tennessee during December's early signing period but sought his release from his letter of intent after the program fired Jeremy Pruitt last month. Dylan Brooks was the highest-ranked member of Tennessee's 2021 recruiting class, and now he becomes the highest-rated member of Auburn's recruiting class, which vaulted them up to number 20 in the 24-7 sports composite rankings following his commitment on Saturday afternoon. So a big loss for Tennessee, but a big get for Auburn. Another Tennessee 2021 signee is now reportedly looking for a new home. Ryan Callahan of 24-7 Sports reports that offensive lineman Jamarian Gooch has been released from his national letter of intent. As a high school student, uh, Gooch was listed at 6'7", 358 pounds, rated as a three-star, number 14 recruit in the state, number 51 offensive tackle. Gooch spent his junior and senior seasons at the Kings Academy in Seymour, Tennessee, before transferring back to Gallatin High School in November. Gooch picked up 26 scholarship offers recruiting uh, during his recruitment, including Auburn, Georgia, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, among other SEC schools. He was pledged to the Gus Malzahn staff at Auburn from April of last year till about August, and that's when he flipped his commitment to Tennessee. Gooch signed with Tennessee in December before Jeremy Pruitt's firing, so... The losses continue for Tennessee when you make a coaching change this late in the game. Another former Auburn staffer is going to be joining Gus Malzahn's new staff over at Central Florida on Sunday. Gus tweeted an announcement that he has hired Brian Blackman to coach UCF's special teams and tight ends. Blackman heads to UCF after spending the last three seasons at Troy. He was on Gus Malzahn's staff as an offensive analyst back in 2017 when the Tigers won the SEC West. Auburn area football fans would know Blackman as a longtime coach at Opelika High School. He received a Class 6A Coach of the Year recognition back in 2012. 
SEC fans, we're used to seeing some big men out on the football field, on the offensive and de defensive lines. Terrence Cody comes to mind. Well, keep this name in mind. Florida freshman Desmond Watson. He came into Gainesville so heavy that he made headlines before he even hit the practice field. And as revealed by Florida Spring roster, he measures in at six foot five, 432 pounds. That's actually down eight pounds from his 440 that he weighed when he got on campus. Watson figures to be a project for their strength coach, Nick Savage. But Dan Mullen said that Watson needs to shed around a 12-year-old in terms of weight. Said Watson has been impressive in his current size. If you saw some videos of Florida out on the practice field this past weekend, there were some videos of Desmond Watson out there circulating. He was rated as a three-star prospect, the number 23 defensive tackle on the 24-7 sports composite. Looking to future recruiting on Sunday, five-star cornerback Denver Harris. Great name. He's the number six overall player in the 2022 class. He announced it is down to four schools for him. He's a Houston native in Texas. His uh, four choices include three SEC schools. His top four, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, and Steve Sarkeesian's Texas Longhorns. So we'll see... Uh, Follow his recruiting over the next couple of months. But Denver Harris, number six overall player in next year's class, a guy that a lot of these SEC schools are eyeing. While the FBS conferences all played their college football this past fall, the FCS decided to wait until their spring semester to play football. And one FCS team that opened its season on Friday night won 87-3 over a Division II opponent. And a former SEC quarterback was at the helm of that win. Former LSU quarterback Lindsey Scott, he had a pair of touchdowns for Nickel State as they blew out a team called Lincoln. According to the Associated Press, the 87-3 victory set records for points in a game and is the largest margin of victory for a Southland Conference team since 2009. But the SEC connection here, Lindsey Scott was the 2015 Louisiana Gatorade Player of the Year, signed at LSU's 2016 class. He redshirted at LSU, then transferred to East Mississippi Community College and came back to the SEC in 2018, went to Mizzou, where he did not see the field, and so he transferred again, landing at Nichols State in Louisiana. Lastly, an Ole Miss grad assistant is reportedly stepping into a new role, according to 24-7 Sports Marquise Watson, has been promoted by Lane Kiffin from a grad assistant to a player personnel analyst. Also adds that the move comes after Watson was approached by other programs. He served as the interim defensive line coach for the Rebels' win over Indiana in the Outback Bowl, filling in for Deke Adams. Former SMU assistant Randall Joyner was hired as the new Ole Miss defensive line coach a couple weeks ago, but the 25-year-old Marquise Watson was included on a recent 24-7 sports article of 30 under 30, a list of the top assistants under the age of 30 in college football. So obviously keeping a guy like that, Marquise Watson around, guy that Lane Kiffin uh, thinks very highly of. And that is around the conference. There's some football tidbits out there to be had, but uh, when we return, we'll switch gears, get into some SEC basketball talk as well as some SEC baseball. A lot to recap from the weekend that was around the SEC. Quick minute here for our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, we know football is over. It's still a ton of stuff to get into. College basketball is winding down. The SEC with 
man, just a handful of games left for every team. Then we're going to have the SEC tournament, then the NCAA tournament. So you got tons of stuff that you're going to be wanting to get in on. I know a lot of you are going to be doing your brackets. Brackets are fun, but guess what? As soon as you lose a couple games, it's over. Head to betonline.ag right now. You can get in on some of the games and, and make some bets all throughout the tournament. They even cover things like award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new news scores and odds that you might need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to their website right now, betonline.ag. Use it. Uh, you can do so on your computer, your mobile device, wherever you have the internet. You can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. It's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Covering everything you need to know about the SEC, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Was a monster weekend in SEC basketball as the season is winding down, so I want to jump into it and discuss what happened over the weekend. Let's do it. Number eight, Alabama. They kept their winning ways going. They beat Vanderbilt 82-78 to improve to 13-1 overall in the conference. Jaden Shackelford led the Tide with a season-high 27 points, but the Tide had a rare off night shooting threes as they were just 10 of 39 from deep. That's right. They took 39 threes. Nate Oates says he's fine with that as long as they're good shots. Alabama, they moved within a, a win of clinching at least a share of their first regular season SEC title in 19 years. For Vanderbilt, Scottie Pippen Jr., he scored 24 points. He was 12 of 14 from the free throw line, while Dylan Disu had another double-double with 17 points and 15 boards. Next up for Bama, a tough road trip at Arkansas Wednesday night. Vandy, they will host Tennessee on Wednesday. Over at Kentucky, they might be starting to find their groove now as the Wildcats beat the Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville 70 to 55. Kentucky, they've now won three games in a row. Isaiah Jackson, he scored 16 points. Davian Mintz had 15. He went five for five from three in the first half. Keon Brooks, the big man, pulled down 14 boards to go with 10 points. Victor Bailey led Tennessee with 18, while Keon Johnson had 15. Uh, the Vols, Josiah Jordan James, he missed his second straight game. But after the game, John Calipari said he thinks they're going to try to add a couple of games with some mid-major teams that week that everyone has off before the SEC tournament. Up next for the Wildcats, they are supposed to host Texas A&M on Tuesday night, but it sounded more and more like that game may not happen as the Aggies continue to deal with some COVID issues. The Vols, they'll go to Vandy on Wednesday. 20th-ranked Mizzou, they had a pretty easy road win at South Carolina, winning 93-78, Drew Smith. He scored 17, while Mark Smith had 13, and the Mizzou Tigers snapped a three-game losing streak. Reports say the Mizzou players met with the coaches before the game to make sure that everybody was on the same page, and it resulted in a hot-shooting, defensive-minded performance. Jeremiah Tillman, he was back after missing a couple of games, and he added 17 points off the bench. A.J. Lawson had a game-high 22 points to lead the Gamecocks, but it's been a struggle for South Carolina this year as they fall to 3-9 in the conference 
for Mizzou. They're looking to try to get hot before they head into the SEC tournament. That win on Saturday was Coach Quanzo Martin's 250th of his career. Florida Gators, they beat Georgia 70-63 to improve the 7-5 in the conference. The Gators, they erupted in the first half, jumped up to a 37-23 halftime lead. Georgia, they scored 40 in the second half, but it wasn't enough. For Florida, Colin Castleton scored 14 points, while Tyree Appleby and Trey Mann each had 13. It was Gators' first win since January 30th after they had a couple of games postponed with COVID issues. Severe Wheeler, he led Georgia with uh, 27 points. But next up, Georgia will host LSU while the Gators head over to Auburn. Speaking of LSU, the Tigers of LSU starting to get hot again down the stretch. They beat Auburn 104-80 on Saturday. Cameron Thomas, if you haven't watched this kid yet, you need to. He's the reigning SEC freshman of the week. He scored 27 points, his 15th 20-point game of the season. Cam Thomas leads all Division I freshmen in scoring 20-plus points in a game. Uh, Trenton Watford, he scored 18 with 11 rebounds for LSU. Darius Day scored 17. Saturday's 104 points were the most that LSU has scored against an SEC opponent since 1994. LSU has now won three in a row. They are 10-2 at home this season for Auburn. Sharif Cooper led them in scoring with 26 points, but was dinged for six turnovers. Four of those in the first half, Allen Flanagan scored 13 points with five assists. Each of Auburn and LSU had a midweek game postponed by awful travel conditions last week. So LSU shook shook off the rust while Auburn did not. Auburn next returns home to face Florida on Tuesday. LSU is at Georgia on Tuesday. Lastly, the Battle of the Mississippis. The Mississippi State Bulldogs, they beat the Ole Miss Rebels 66-56. Iverson Molinar scored 17 points. And Mississippi State's picked up 36 in the paint. DJ Stewart added another 16 with six assists as the Bulldogs avenged an 18-point home loss to Ole Miss back on January 19th. Since that time, both teams have gone in opposite directions. Mississippi State dropped six of its last seven SEC games, while Ole Miss has won six out of their last eight SEC games. Devontae Shuler, who was averaging almost 22 points a game during Ole Miss's four-game win streak recently. He was held to just four points on one of 15 shooting, 0 for 6 from three. So not a great game for him. And Mississippi State, they get the win over Ole Miss 66-56. Next up, the Bulldogs will host South, South Carolina on Wednesday, while Ole Miss is at Mizzou on Tuesday. Texas A&M. Uh, They were supposed to host Arkansas over the weekend, but that game, of course, was postponed. And that is your recap from the weekend that was in SEC hoops. Just a handful of games remaining here as we uh, wind it down. So a lot to get through. And as you heard, you know, John Calipari going, we're going to put that week off between the end of the season and the start of the tournament to use. We're going to go try to schedule some teams again. The SEC is going to try to make up as many games as they can that week, games that got postponed these last couple of weeks. But be interesting to see how they handle the scheduling there. All right, while we return, take a quick look at the weekend that was opening weekend of SEC baseball. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. We tell you guys this all the time. 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, including the cookies and cream, which is my favorite. They are bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Look, if you're sitting at your desk right now or sitting at a stoplight, just put this into your phone, builtbar.com. Check out their website. 
guarantee you're going to find something that you like. If you're just looking for something to uh, indulge in in the afternoon, great treat, something better than potato chips or cookies or whatever. Built Bars are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. The uh, cookies and cream is my favorite, only 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories. Why would you not give Built Bar a chance? Check them out right now at BuiltBar.com. And if you can't find a flavor that you like, I recommend trying the variety pack. It gives you one of just about all of them. Gives you a chance to try them and see which one you might like. And before you hit that checkout button, make sure you use the promo code Locked On. You're going to get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, they host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. They're giving you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news, tons of stuff going on throughout the offseason. Check them out, Peacock and Williamson, their podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It was a fun weekend looking around the uh, SEC. I was actually flipping all over. The the ESPN uh, app is one of the best out there. Look, I don't work for ESPN. I'm just telling you, they've got so many games streaming on there, and it was fun to just kind of hop around on Friday night and then Saturday and Sunday at all the different games that were going on around the SEC. So let's jump into it. Let's recap the SEC baseball weekend. The Florida Gators, your top-ranked Florida Gators, they lost the series to the Miami Hurricanes. Miami clinched their first series against top-ranked Florida since 2014 with an 8-6 win on Sunday. The Gators won Friday's game 7-5 before losing an extra inning affair on Saturday. That game on Saturday, in fact, Florida held a five-run lead after six innings but surrendered three runs in the ninth and then dropped it in the 13th inning. Florida's Sunday starter, Hunter Barco, he came on strong in his freshman season last year before the year got canceled his first outing of this year not so great uh offensively Gators hitter Nathan Hickey he had a nice weekend seven of 13 with uh two home runs and driven drove in five runs but the Gators some quick early season soul searching you're the best team in the country and you lost two out of three to Miami a great look to start the year for Florida representing the SEC's finest Mississippi State they got a nice Opening season win on Saturday. They beat Texas or the Texas Longhorns eight to three before falling to a top ten or top five team in TCU on Sunday, three to two. Luke Hancock had a big day on Saturday. He went three for four with two RBIs and a home run. Next up for Mississippi State, they will take on Texas Tech today. They're over in Arlington, Texas, playing that Big 12 versus SEC type uh tournament there. They don't officially call it that, but uh Fun to get some of the top teams from the SEC versus the Big 12 every year playing over in Texas. Number 12, LSU. They split a pair of games against Air Force at home. They opened the season with a 6-1 win over Air Force on Saturday afternoon before losing 6-5 on Sunday. LSU's ace, Jaden Hill, he earned the second victory of his career in their opener on Saturday. He pitched four scoreless innings, allowed just four hits, struck out five. LSU head coach Paul Maneri said, quote, it's been so long, almost 350 days to get back out on the field. So it was great to have people in the stands, 
that family here finally just felt normal. Like that's a quote that a lot of us can relate to with what's happened in the past year. LSU, they're going to return uh, for the final game of their opening weekend at 5 p.m. Central today against Louisiana Tech. We've got a lot of Monday baseball action today in the SEC. Alabama baseball, they beat McNeese State 9-5 to sweep the weekend series. Zane Denton had a big weekend, as did Brock Guffey, Owen Diodati. Alabama homered twice in each of their first two games and then three times on Sunday. Next up, they have midweek games at Jacksonville State and home against UT Martin before they play a home series against Wright State. Also in a ball-related note, Alabama softball, they beat LSU 13-5 on Sunday to remain undefeated after their weekend at the Easton Bama Bash. Back to the baseball diamond, Arkansas baseball. They picked up a big win on Saturday against number three-ranked Texas Tech, winning 13-9. The Razorbacks rallied with a five-run ninth inning to get the win. Elijah Trest pitched the final three innings, only giving up two hits and kept the Razorbacks within striking distance. Over at Auburn, they swept their weekend series versus Presbyterian. Auburn outfielder Bobby Pierce delivered the walk-off single in the bottom of the 10th inning to lift the number 17th-ranked Tigers to a 2-1 win on Sunday. So I know it was just Presbyterian, but uh, good to see Auburn 3-0 to start the year. Also sweeping their opponent, Tennessee. They swept Georgia Southern over the weekend. Jordan Beck and Drew Gilbert both homered twice, and starter Chad Dallas pitched a solid game in Friday's win, going six and a third, allowing just two runs to go with seven strikeouts. Number 18, South Carolina. They swept the weekend series against Dayton. The Gamecocks outscored the Flyers 29-7 in the series. Redshirt junior ace Thomas Farr, he touched 97 on the gun in Friday night's 12-1 victory. I'm told there were a number of scouts on hand to see what that kid's got. On Sunday, their lefty Julian Bosnick, he set a Gamecock record with eight consecutive strikeouts on batters. Uh, He would give up three straight walks in the fourth and uh, come out of the game, but good start for him. The Texas A&M Aggies, they had to salvage the weekend, avoiding a sweep at the hands of Xavier, beating them Sunday 15-0. Outfielder Brian Sturgis, he picked up three hits in Sunday's win, while Jonathan Childress led a pitching staff that shut out Xavier on Sunday. Vanderbilt, their opener has been postponed not once, not twice, but now three times. They are now scheduled to play a doubleheader today. So that'll be Vandy versus Wright State, now set to open the series today, starting at noon. See if they're able to finally get that in, but uh, not a great way to start for Vandy, who is super talented. Want to see some of their arms and what they have out there. The Ole Miss Rebels. They picked up a record, a program record 18th straight game. They beat number four Texas Tech on Sunday 5-4 and escaped the ninth inning bases loaded jam to do so. The bullpen of veterans looked very good. Jacob Gonzalez is as poised as a freshman gets for uh, Ole Miss and the Ole Miss Rebels start off 2-0 to the season. Missouri, not so good. They dropped three out of four at Grand Canyon over this weekend. The, Ga- the Tigers, rather, they gave up 36 runs over those four games. Redshirt sophomore Luke Mann, he had a three-run homer on Saturday. And their senior DH, Chad McDaniel, continued his strong uh, opening performance with three hits on Saturday between the two games. But not a good start for Missouri, dropping three out of four to Grand Canyon. And lastly, Kentucky, 
their series against North Carolina was postponed, so we'll have to wait another couple of days before we get to see the Wildcats in action. And that was what happened over the weekend on the baseball diamond. Tons of stuff going on across the SEC, obviously, with the um, SEC hoop season winding down, SEC baseball season getting started, softball as well, so... Got a lot of stuff that's going to be happening over these next couple weeks, but we'll always keep you up to date with the latest football news going on out there from coaching changes, assistant coaching hires, recruiting battles. It never ends. It's 365 across the SEC, and we appreciate you guys listening to us for all the latest. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to Locked On SEC. You can do so wherever you find your podcast. Most people just do it in the iTunes podcast store app but you can also find us anywhere at lockedonsec.com very easy to pull us up wherever you find us a lot of people listen on spotify now too we're there as well it's gonna do it for me chris gordy we'll talk to you guys tomorrow looking forward to later in this week we're gonna have some special guests join us to talk more sec offseason football topics we'll talk to you guys tomorrow